Doug, I feel like this, you know, snappy, poppy, smooth intro music is just a bit out of place this morning. You're about to set your face on fire. <laughs> How do you feel thank about you. that? Well, well, thank you, first of all, for that amazing visual. Yeah. I feel like we're going to have a record number of viewers and listeners to this show because well, don't people jinx us. don't 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 jinx us. Look, I've already got people in the live chat. No, I'm not jinxing us. I'm saying people love to watch other people put themselves through pain. And I will be doing that today by eating this pocky one chip challenge made with the world's hottest pepper. I'm fully prepared to do this, and this is punishment, backstory here, this is punishment for me losing the draft.com challenge that we did a few weeks ago, Dublin 15, right. saying, what up, Nest? Who's hungry? Ho! Right. Um, this is, yeah, this is your punishment for losing the draft challenge. I would also like to take this moment to announce my retirement from all draft challenges. Nope. That's not a thing. Uh, Big thanks to our listener, Mike, who actually paid for this chip because the other backstory, the backstory is that I made this bet with you guys before actually researching how much it was to get one of these things. They sold out on the website, so you could only get them on the hot chip black market, Amazon.com for $60. So this is a, (laughs) this is an expensive stunt. Is this also the first food purchased like off of eBay and Amazon that you'll be eating? No, uh, yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. This will be, in fact, the first Amazon Prime, the first Prime eating experience for me. Oh boy. Uh, we're also going to talk some Hornets later on. We're going to preview the Miami Heat game that's coming up tonight. It's. I think it's a bigger game than I think people know about. And I want to talk about that. And I also want to talk about some interesting things I heard in doing my research for tonight's game on the Locked On Podcast Network. Quote on the chat saying, shouldn't we do this at the end of the show? I thought... I thought about it, but I'll tell you why we decided to do it at the beginning of the show when we actually start the show, which is right now. You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. This is Locked On Hornets, your daily podcast on the Charlotte Hornets and the NBA. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Search your podcast app for Locked On to get podcasts on the NBA, the NFL, and fantasy sports. I'm Doug Branson with you on a fun Friday. Hashtag fun Friday. It's not going to be so fun for me because I have to eat this uh, hottest chip in the world, Pocky One Chip Challenge here in just a few moments. We'll get that over with. I'm joined by the panel. First, from the mean streets of Cotswold, David Walker. This is a Flames Friday, Doug. It's going to be fire. (laughs) And from the capital city, soon to be uh, joining me in Pocky Hell. 
Nick Denning, who also lost the Draft.com Challenge. Nick, how are you? All I want to know is, with, with your big-time bite shirt on, are you going to write a review <laughs> yes. of this? You have to. Yeah. Hey, Nick, are you doing, Nick, are you doing this too? I don't know. Absolutely. Absolutely. You today? cannot run away from well, this not, challenge. Not today, but, okay. you know. I will. All right. Two for the price of one. And just because right. just because we're doing something ridiculous on the show doesn't mean that f- that we need to get out of our normal groove. So in that spirit, Steve Bob has shown up late. Steve Bob. <laughs> keeping his, <laughs> keeping his gotta, fun Friday gotta, streak alive. Yeah, you got to wait till he gets there. We need someone right on your brow just watching you perspire. <laughs> on, on my brow. I need a brow watcher. I need help. That's for sure. Does everyone have my emergency contact? Is everyone good with that? It's it's Coach Clifford. Just call Coach. Well, if uh, or Eric you. Collins, we, no, call Eric. He's in my phone. Call we, Eric Collins. We know where you are. If something I, happens. <laughs> All right, here's Steve. Steve's in the studio now. I said, Steve, uh, we wanted to keep our fun Friday show the same, even though I'm doing this challenge. So you showed up late, and I appreciate that. You're yes, keeping sir. your keeping your fun Friday streak alive. I was hoping I'd walk in in the middle of this challenge. No, we just, needed we needed you here no. to make sure that I don't go into some kind of cardiac arrest. I've just always wanted to be the guy who finds the body. And uh, <laughs> I thought I'd jog my way in here. Okay, I'm bringing that water in. I'm trying to. Yeah, he's got uh, the, the water's not going to help. That's it's not. Healthy. Well, I hope it's not sparkling water because I'm not drinking it. It's oh, you're I not drinking you it either way, buddy. This is going to be. <laughs> you should have brought in only. I'm really. I'm desperately. I'm desperately flipping through the rundown, making sure there's nothing else we need to get to before. Oh, so here's why I decided to do it early, because this challenge has been hanging over my head for the past week. I'm just ready to get it over with. It's, I was thinking about it all last night before I went to bed. <laughs> just thinking about getting up and having to eat this. I don't eat hot things. This is not a thing that I do. This is so right. dumb. So, this is not on brand for me, as David so is, so uh, eloquently <laughs> pointed out the other day. I thought I thought this was on brand because I remember uh, a long ago social media post of yours. You you ate like one wing <laughs> in the same vein as this yeah. hot chip. I don't do it all. That was five or six years ago, and you I just learned like challenges. You just like hot challenges. Well, I paid for it. Well, one of our listeners paid for it. If, yeah, you have if to. If this doesn't it. go well, like we'll just we'll just roll without right. you, Doug. Okay? All right, we'll just yeah. All right, let's let's do this. Okay, so first of all, I have to show this, or it doesn't count. Apparently, you have to like show the packaging. So here is the. It's still in the package. All right, here. If you can, uh, can you be my like Vanna White here? Sure, can you yeah. be my assistant? Just stack that in some way. All right. Okay, so uh, first of all, all over this packaging is like terms of. Uh, of death and yeah, dying. read read what's on the packaging. Well, uh, and on the inside it says any keep last dropping it. I'm nervous, like my <laughs> hands are shaking. That's because it says on the inside, uh, any last words. The Reaper is waiting. So <laughs> I think I passed him on the way out. Uh, he's got his sickle out there. Oh, again oh, on I gotta, the front. Oh, see, I've already got the dust on my hands. I got to wear my gloves, man. I can't. I can't get this in yeah, my get your eyes. On. This is. Uh, pretty ridiculous. These are, actually, these are actually producer Katie's gloves. She lent them to me, and because I wanted them because the the ladies' gloves you see have the longer. Yeah, they fit your hands better. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's a sick burn. That's a sick burn. Inside one deadly tortilla chip. So many heat puns. So many heat puns today. Now, I had no idea when you set this challenge up that it was exactly one one chip that comes in. This is now I'm scared. They're, they're That's really, all you can handle. They're really serious about it. It's uh, shaped like a coffin. Like, if this thing doesn't <coughs> kill you, it's it going to be like the, disappointing. The, it just wafted. It is kind of... Can you guys smell it across the telephone little. lines? Yeah. Rich. Okay, so this chip is super intense. In, that's like Look at how much can dust can, can is. Can I think I got an extra hot one. I don't think this can is regulation heat. Yeah, I got let me snap a pic of yeah, this bad boy. Um, We're gonna throw this up on the Instagram. It's also, you know those oh, uh, man, I sm- you if I hold the chip right here, I can smell the chip. I'm crying right now, but for different reasons. Okay, do we have it? Okay, thank you. Look, we can't, can't have dead air. All right. Why? We can have dead air. We're about to. We're about to have a dead host. All right. I've All got. Right? I've got buttermilk, which I'm actually more scared about drinking the buttermilk. I smelled it earlier. No, don't be. That's the. That's going to be the good part. Also, you I've have. Got, I've got a, a thing of a French baguette. That's not the thing that's going to help you <laughs> at all. <laughs> all right. Should I eat it? Here's the question: Should I eat this quickly, or should I like take a bite? No, and let's see talk if I about can... it for another half hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've also got way... I don't think I could eat this in one bite. You have so not enough buttermilk. Doug brought one ounce of milk <laughs> in, in a 16-ounce right, right. glass. I'm going, all right. I'm going, I need to get close to the mic so you can hear the crunch for the, for the podcast listeners and not the people who are on YouTube.com forward slash Lockdown Hornets. Join us live mornings, 8 o'clock a.m. <sighs> all right, all here right. we go. Here he goes. <laughs> okay, he took a, a very large bite. Um, very big bite. He took a very big bite. He's wearing his big bites. Oh my god! Uh, big bites <laughs> T-shirt. He just say the whole thing. The whole thing. Whole thing's really in. Taking this thing head on. I'm proud of you, Doug. How are you oh feeling so far? He's still chewing. <laughs> Let him chew He's for a second. Leave. He's about to leave. <laughs> uh, All right. <clears throat> you want a lacroix? You want a lacroix? Swallowing it. Oh God! Is the most difficult part. That was like you guys know those Doritos jacked, where they're like three times the thickness of normal. That was like <laughs> it was like six of those stacked together. That was the thickest chip I've ever seen. No, uh, here's the problem. We've got some, we've got issues. All right, buttermilk. Doug's already. Can you see the buttermilk? Can you see the buttermilk in front of you? Just reach out. <clears throat> yeah, there's. It's the- making. Um, it's making it. It's making me shake a little bit. It's making me like. Yes, it's making me shake a little bit. I'm. I'm nervous. Let's see if I can get through this. <clears throat> oh my god! Woo! <laughs> oh, that's real nice. <laughs> the Hornets take on the Miami. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> the heat. Uh, they took on the heat. <laughs> this is worse. This is like what? Oh my god! Oh yeah, the I'm buttermilk's worse. Okay. <laughs> well, buttermilk and uh, and hot pepper tortilla chips are natural allies. It's a good. Uh, oh, how many lacroix would you drink? Read that right for me, Steve, real? while I recover. Okay. All right, tonight. So, yeah. Well, I did. Uh, I did offer to do this, and uh, he said he was going to get through it. But okay, the baguette's coming out first. I kind of want to just like live stream this. Okay, he's bag. just ripping into this baguette. Um, again, I'm not sure that that'll help, but you but you are on some carbs now. All right, tonight we got the Hornets take on the Miami Heat tonight in Miami. Tip-off set for 8 p.m. Why? Why is this game at 8 p.m.? We're going to throw it to the panel. Doug. 
Okay, nothing, nothing from Doug. All right. Uh, this will be the first meeting between the two teams. The Hornets at 8 and 12 are trying to double their road win total all the way to two games. Why did I do this? <laughs> the Heat at 10 and 11 are coming off of the back-back losses against Cavs and the Knicks. Now, the Hornets are listing point guard Kimball Walker as questionable. Joining him is fellow UConn teammate and bench wing Jeremy Lamb, who is listed with knee bursitis, uh, oh. which uh, is similar to what Doug is experiencing right now. He's that's got like a, that's like a hot chip challenge on your knee. Thank you, David. That's a perfect okay. description. Uh, Doug's got uh, esophagus bursitis right now. Um, what's the situation for the Hornets, David? <laughs> who, who has the most to lose besides uh, Doug? The problem is right That's now. <laughs> It's all sitting in my throat. That is a problem. I should have thought of that before I did it on a radio show. Um, Yeah, another problem. You're almost out of buttermilk. Um, (laughs) No one's ever had that problem before, Doug. Congrats. It's it's really, uh, it's making me nervous sitting next to you. Read some comments. We got to get some comments from the. (laughs) Hey, Steve. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Take all this stuff. All right. Yeah, this is going to be a free day now. You know, Steve Bob's in charge, so we have no idea what's going on. Substitute teachers here, guys. Um, Doug just took off the gloves. I was going to comment on that, by the way. The gloves gloves are off, you guys. Sorry, producer Katie. Those gloves are. Burn them. Uh, let's see. Um, all right, some comments. Mouthman, shout out, Mouthman. He said, "Double M fifteen. He said, "Eat it quick." <laughs> LOL. Everyone just wanted you to slam that. I shit. did. I ate, I ate it too quick. <laughs> I don't know. I'm man. realizing now it should have been a small a small bite. No, nah, he's uh, he's followed no, up with big time bites. That's right. It's a big time bite. Um, which is why you should have. Ate it at the end. You won't get better for about half an hour, so that's that's the good news. Um, another commenter this is, said, uh, "My master plan to take over the podcast." How many people have done this? Perfectly. People are Daniel, like they're experts. Uh, Sean Hyatt uh, comments, "This is wonderful." I got to agree with you there, Sean. Um, except for the part where now I have to host this show because you know that's not my my normal role. Um, it's good. This is a growth. This is a growth experience for you. Yeah, I'm learning a lot about what it looks like to watch a grown man uh, disintegrate in All front right, of my you, ass. Or toss it to David and ask him uh, what oh, what's the, what's you're, on this? You're doing the toss. This is part of the challenge. You gotta be this is going on all our award show reels. Uh, this is uh, this is classic. Yeah, this is real too. I'm not faking any of this. Uh, the chips, uh, Packy. Uh, it almost is. It's almost called Pacquiao. Which makes sense because it's beating your ass right now. Um, the Hornets are listing point guard Kimball Walker as questionable with that shoulder uh, bruise. Joining him is fellow UConn teammate and bench wing Jeremy Lamb, who is listed with knee bursitis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we covered that one while you were okay. Good, you were blacked out on <laughs> well, right. Yeah, I, I've I've not been listening uh, for the past fifteen <laughs> minutes. David, it, the show's barely been woo, on. How are these minutes. injuries going to affect the Hornets' ability to beat the Miami Heat? I'm going to go get some more buttermilk while you talk about that. <laughs> uh, well, Nick, we can toss around some heat talk right now, now that Doug's gone. Uh, Steve, we can talk yeah. about this game. Um, so looking at this game, two guys really concern me. One is Goran Dragic. Uh, he always gives the Hornets trouble. But the other is Dion Waiters, who just seems to go berserk at the wrong time for opponents. Uh, but, but without Kemba, I mean – 
Dragic always gives Kemba some trouble with his length, I feel like. But without Kemba, I, I don't – it's tough to match that point guard uh, spot, you know, uh, punch for punch with Michael Carter-Williams in there. So that's one of those matchups I'm looking at. They got to they gotta control him, maybe throw a couple guys at him. Um, I guess you start MCW on him, but, uh, you know, he's the leader of that team. Sorry, I was drinking. I was drinking the buttermilk. Straight yeah. from the jug. We're going straight from the jug here. Um, yeah, Nick, well, give us some some heat talk. Well, here's let me tell you this. I'm I'm starting to starting yeah, to come come down a little bit. <laughs> here's the situation for the Hornets. They are eight and twelve right now. They are are falling quickly without their leader Kimba Walker, and their defense by their starting unit was lacking in their last game against the Toronto Heat. This is an important game for the, the Toronto Hornets. Toronto Raptors. The Toronto Heat. <laughs> this is really... This is a bad idea. <laughs> what, what Doug this is, is an important game for the Hornets. I've got... Steve, I've got this. <laughs> it's an important game for the Hornets because the Heat are in a similar situation. They have lost back-to-back games. They are 10-11, and 11, under 500, underperforming. They want to get to the playoffs as well. They've invested a lot of money in their roster, and one of their stars, Hassan Whiteside, won't play in this game because he's having knee issues that look more serious by the day. Mm -hmm. So both of these teams are in this weird middle ground where they want to win, but they might be incapable of doing that. But they're also incapable of being really, really bad because neither team can move pieces of their roster very easily. Just like me, I cannot move words out of my mouth very easily. <laughs> it's very measured, your tone right now. I'm afraid to interrupt you even because you're on a roll. David saying uh, on the chat, the Queen City Cobra is exactly the superhero we need in these critical times. This is your time to shine. Yeah, it's uh, tough. I've ne- I didn't have any preparation for that. I've never seen somebody do something this. Let me just foolish. apologize first of all for all of the noises that are going into my mic right now, including the sound of me almost vomiting, mm-hmm. the sound of me sniffing because the the, um, the mucus is running out of my nose. Mm. Yeah, d- what Doug is demonstrating here is that is his impression of the Hornets without Kimball Walker. Uh, he's just falling yeah. apart. Um, it's gross. It's not fun to watch. Uh, but it is important. Um, now he's got his head. Now he's just down. Um, that was a great this read. Really, this is this is this is really effective. Someone, all. someone needs to jump in with some Hornets analysis. Nick, I, I got you. Yeah, I've been here the whole time. Yeah, go for uh, it. What's your analysis of this game? Well, look, if this team plays any lick of defense, I mean, good lord! Like we talk about it, how bad they are without Kemba Walker. But they honestly were in this game on Wednesday. They were in that game at multiple points, and they came back in the second half. When you know, much much part of the first half. I mean, if this team can play defense for just a concerted amount of time, you know, keep things and actually you know actually get defensive rebounds. They're supposed to be one of the best defense best rebounding teams in the league, um, and that was not the case on Wednesday. Um, just doing these little things, I think they're going to have a chance in this game because it didn't come down to them struggling on offense. They were fine on that department, but defensively, they were just they were terrible. And yeah, oh, yeah. go ahead, David. Go ahead. Score. They should they should be able to score on the Heat. I mean, or they should be able to score with the Heat. The Heat don't score a lot of points. They do play some good defense, but if, they, if the Hornets can keep up their offensive production. Namely, you know, with help from their bench, then they should be right in this game. 
And this is one of those games where it would help to get out to a fast start. You mentioned that eight o'clock tip time. Tip time. I mean, that's an eight o'clock. Like, Friday, why? Miami what is? The, let's mention that. That's, why are they tipping Miami. at eight o'clock? Miami. So they're, they're, not gonna, get in there. they're not going to show up at whatever time. They show is. up at ten o'clock. What does yeah. it matter? Whatever. I'm explaining. Wh- they're just they're just o'clock. making I'm me lying. have to go to bed later. It's a Friday. You're gonna your mouth's still gonna be on fire. Oh, I'm going to um, bed. Uh, you, you think I can go out to to drink tonight? You think I can go party tonight after what I just did to my body? This <laughs> there's like a delay, a time delay. Just on it's like watching Doug on delay right now. <laughs> his comments are coming out of his mouth. You can see his brain manufacturing them, and then like five seconds later, what do you okay. mean? <laughs> what do you mean delay? Now this is hot. I just ate this. Um, you you blacked out for about just fifteen minutes. Like that. That's a bad mistake. Um. Yeah, I agree with you guys. Uh, this man, it's a, it was rough the other night. The most amazing thing to me was that 19-2 run in the third that happened with Michael Carter-Williams, Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, and Dwight Howard on the floor. I tweeted this out, I think, but that, that has to be the worst shooting lineup anyone's put on an NBA court this season. I don't know how to look those stats up. That's a great point. My, my counterpoint would be that my saliva is spicy. <laughs> Now, um, okay, D- Doug no. has entered the phase of this challenge where you just start. Tri- I have a question. Balls. I have a question for the. I have a question for the panel. <laughs> the the Hornets have to win this game, right? I mean, you've got a Miami, and let me explain before you answer. The Miami Heat don't play offense well. They play. They're, they're better defensively, but they're they're so much better defensively with Hassan Whiteside on the floor. He's not going to be there to protect the rim. The only player on the Miami Heat this season that's been able to play competent offense has been Goran Dragic. They've seen major regressions from Dion Waiters. He's not the player that he was last season. Josh Richardson, he wasn't the player. He's not the player this season that he was last season. It's part of the reason why they are under 500. The Hornets, even without Kimball Walker, I think they have to win this game to get things moving back in the right direction. Nick? Oh, yeah. I mean, I... I looked at this schedule, like the next three games coming up, and um, I realistically, even without Kim Walker, felt like, look, a two and one record. So, you know, they've already lost. So that, you know, beating Miami tonight and um, Orlando on Monday is, is a doable, it's a doable, realistic expectation. Um, and it could certainly get them back towards, you know, where they want to be. Um, they do, like, they do have an easy. I put that in quotation marks because nothing seems easy at this point, but they do have an easier portion of the schedule coming up. And it'd be nice if they could get some of these wins now just to make it a little bit easier to get back to 500 when they get to that, that position. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, if you've got to lose Kemba for a couple of games, you want to play a team like Orlando. You want to play a team like the Heat without Whiteside. I mean, this is a good time, you know, again, in quotes, if you have to lose them. Uh, However, I think they got to come out on with a better defensive effort right out of the gate because, again, when I was watching that team the other night, I'm like, okay, you you cannot, as an NBA team, have both Michael Carter-Williams and Michael Kidd-Gilchrist playing 75% of the game together. That's In theory, you would think that's correct. Now, you're like, you're not going to get a lot of offense. The floor spacing is going to be poor, especially with Dwight out there. And then I'm yeah. looking over at the score at halftime. You're like, well, at least we're playing defense, right? They gave up 71 points in the first half. Now, that third quarter run, they did come out. You could see right away it was sparked, I think, a lot by the defensive effort and the team defense. Um, if we don't see that right out of the gate again, we're going to be in trouble. It's just too hard to come back and, and manufacture points with those guys. A quick chip update. It's, it's right here. I can feel it. 
you can, it's he's pointing of, at his heart. Okay, yeah, so it's, it's, I'm going to call uh, EMS. <laughs> and. Nick, how are you feeling right now, Nick? Knowing, what, seeing what you've seen, knowing I, what you know. Nick knowing feels that great. You have he was to, never going to eat the chip. He's good. You're foolish. It. I feel like. I feel like the wrong address is going to get this chip. That's that's what I you know that's what I feel like is going to happen here. I never you know you know you threw this on me without prepping me. You know, so I just I think spirit. I think this has been great prep. <laughs> I'm talking about before I agreed to do draft Wednesday every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Draft.com. Sign up now. Follow us uh, on there. L O H. Oh, what's hey, hey, hey you think hey David you think that yeah. I'm you think that I'm doing bad right now. We got to check in on our man yes. Gary V. <laughs> he's a host on ESPN Seven Thirty, and uh, he's he's not dealing with this Hornets uh, this Hornets losing streak and and some of the not losing streak, but they're they're it's a let down on on defense. He's not dealing with it well. Let's look at this tweet here. Mind boggling defensive reads, mistakes by some players, and some shot selections that forced me to chug tequila. Still chugging. <laughs> Hashtag still chugging. He, that's he what that's what the Hornets' defense is doing to people. They have to win this game for the sake of our man Gary V from ESPN Seven Thirty. Save Gary V. Yeah, I mean this plays into the Hornets' hands, Doug. As you mentioned, I mean that he don't score a ton of points. Um, they're without their best defensive player, which is where their strength is. And the Hornets have been scoring some points. So for them to come out slow in this game would not be good for them to, you know, kind of keep the heat around. Not that they should blow them out, but I agree with you. I mean, they have to win this game. The Heat just scored 86 points in their last game out against New York. So, uh, you know, and Steve Clifford was pissed after that game the other night with the effort. Uh, That's what he was mad about the whole time. Just came out flat and did not play with any defensive intensity. Uh, It's getting old saying that. I mean, I don't know what the issue is with these guys and not being able to come out and play the way that Clifford wants them to, if it's, if the message is getting stale, if, if they're just not kind of locking in, but they've got to do that to win, especially without Kemba out there. And possibly without Jeremy Lamb as well, again, listed as, oh as questionable. I mean, if they miss both of those guards, then scoring with, I mean, you know, we, even without Hassan Whiteside, the, the Miami heat are good at defense. They're just not, I don't think they're elite at defense. So it, it will still be a challenge if, if they're missing both Kemba Walker so, and Jeremy Lamb. Sounds like oh, Gary V might still be chugging tequila. Yeah. That's um right. Hashtag of, still chugging. Still chugging. I'm, I'm still chugging. I don't know if he understands. Buttermilk. Like I get like, you know, hyperbole for comedic effect. Uh chug, chugging that's just not how tequila works, my man. I think <laughs> Gary V, Gary V would be dead. He said he said it on the here's another tweet. He said it on the show. Hornets I said on the show, I'm not stopping to drink. I love drinking. Dumb defensive mistakes and shot attempts that disrupt my amygdala. I love the eye has the little tilde on it. <laughs> well, no, I, I don't know if I that's the understand. right word. It's disrupting his amygdala. What? I'm worried. No, li- listen. That sounds like the part of your chest that the chip is lodged in. What's that, Nick? Uh, go back to that tweet. Clearly the tequila is getting to him because <laughs> like the tenacity period plus with like in, in like a hashtag. That's a hot link. <laughs> Somehow. I don't even know how to do that. Don't click that. Gary, like Gary V broke Twitter. <laughs> don't click that and have flash installed. Don't click that. Um, but 
I, I'm worried. Forget my emergency contact. We got to reach out and make sure that Gary V's the Hornets are killing Gary V. Well, I think he like did that. It's like he's an older guy, right? And he he got on Twitter. And he's like, oh, I see how it works. You got it. So he's just typing things in, like to make his point. I, he's he's going to type something. He's like, I'm, no, I'm going to put a gun to my head and pull the trigger. It's like, hey, Gary, uh, everyone's worried about you. It's. I, I think he. I think I'm going to kill myself. I'm literally going to do it. I think everyone's worried about the Hornets right now. Because well, not as worried as Hot Take Gary. Because they're eight and twelve, they're they're highly underperforming, and so are the Miami Heat. And I was listening to the Locked On Heat podcast, guys, and Wes Goldberg. That's is, the uh, Toronto Heat podcast, by the way. Thank you. Right. And to, the to, damn it, quit it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, it's hard enough for me to speak. Um, this is part of the challenge, just me just being annoying. On the Locked On Heat podcast, Wes Goldberg was a little bit Gary V and worried about where the Miami Heat were heading because they are having such problems getting creating offense for themselves outside of Goran Dragic. And and on this podcast, he was he was trying to trade everyone on the Heat, <laughs> going through the value of every player. And there and I said it earlier in the show, the Heat are in a similar situation where they have players underperforming. Players that didn't have a lot of inherent value anyway or questionable value, like Hassan Whiteside, because, you know, as good as he's played on the court, there are some there's been some off the court stuff with with quotes that he said, attitudes that he's had. He's been, you know, he's been benched in fourth quarters before because of effort issues. They've got a team where they've spent a lot of money investing in these players and they can't move them. And the Hornets are in a similar situation where they've invested in Michael Kick, Gilkirst, and Cody Zeller. And you can't net, you people talk about well the Hornets should should tank and and completely rebuild. How do they do that? And how do the Miami Heat do that? They're stuck in this weird situation where they have to win basketball games. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, they're in a they're not in a better position than us. Honestly, yeah, I mean I, I'm not sure that I'd rather be locked into those guys. But yeah, it's it's very similar. I mean, you could say that about Batum. We have a guy locked up to a lot of money. How do you move that contract when he it's has really and, and he's underperforming right now severely? His points per shot attempt one of the lowest on the team. Nick, who besides Kimba Walker would have trade value at this point? Dwight Howard, could you? Monk's got trade value. I mean, yeah, I think maybe. But after benching, after benching Monk, uh, I I think, and and not only benching Monk, but but leaving him in for those that six game losing streak and and showing all of those defensive liabilities, I think his his trade value would have suffered. And and play. And the thing about draft draft picks is they're always. They're like 10 times more valuable before the pick is made. It's like driving a car off the lot. Yeah, those are all valid points, and he's still probably the, the best non-Kemba trade chip on this team. I mean, realistically, well, that's that's the only thing that's going to entice you to get a, a decent player because they want the upside, and nobody else on our yeah. team has that possibility. So no one's going to be like, yeah, I think you know, fourth fourth-year senior Frank Kaminsky has been in the league three years now. Uh, he's still going to blow up at some point. They've seen him. I mean, Monk. If anything, being not playing a lot, you know, it has helped him because he cannot play defense whatsoever. So if anybody's watched that tape, that's definitely hurt his uh, thing. What do you guys think? Well, if, if Dwight has any value, it, it won't be now. Like they they want to see it right. still going on in February. Like people like national media is now just starting to like click in and say, oh man, Dwight's playing effective basketball again. Um, but if that's still the case in February, that's when a team would be like, okay, let's, let's look at this because, you know, there's going to be a team that needs a center. 
And if someone, if there's a guy out there like Howard averaging 15 and 12, a block and a half, but actually like the analytics support what he's doing, you know, that's. He's so expensive too, though. And it's like, and he has right. all that baggage. It's just 20 like 20 plus million dollars a year on that contract. He, right. he is uh, a, a guy that's, that, you know, could contribute, but it's like, what team would be in that position? Like the Cavs, you know, they're not going to. And the, the other thing about like it, because, because I've had some questions about, you know, if they were to do this, if they were to rebuild, you know, and moving different players, what would the trade value for Dwight be, you know, after he's had this, this great start that he's had. And I, and I try to tell people like, that would be that would be a team taking on Dwight Howard and trying to fit him into their system. Yeah. That would be very difficult with a player like him who is a traditional center, not in the mold of a lot of these teams who are bringing on big men who can shoot from outside. And, you know, it's one thing to bring him in during the offseason and you have the offseason, the preseason to try to figure out how to play uh, with him, which the Hornets, I think, have done a great job doing that. But you've seen the adjustment that it's taken for Kemba Walker and Jeremy Lamb and Nick Batum and others to get him the shots that he wants so that he's satisfied with his role within the offense because wherever he goes, he's going to want to be a factor on that team. And so it's I think it would be even more difficult to trade Dwight Howard than than any other player on this roster. Yeah. I, well, and it, I, and it doesn't feel like Howard, the position of center, is not something that you're just going to kind of plug and play and it's going to be like the last chip that's going to push you over the top to a championship. Don't say certainly chip. Don't not. say the word chip. Don't say it to <laughs> me Certainly right not. Now. Certainly not with that salary, right? Like, that's going to be a tough one to bring on if that's kind of the last bit you're, you're adding to the pot. So, yeah, yeah and, it would have to be a team like the Hornets that's looking to kind of, you know, feature him, which – um, is just a different scenario. Or has to feature him. And also, if you are a team in that situation, those are the biggest names that possible. Like, those are the biggest guys. DeAndre Jordan, maybe you could get Marcus Gasol. So there's better options for that um, type of guy if you had to go that way. Because at least DeAndre is younger. You know, he's he does things that are less disruptive. He doesn't need the ball as much. I mean, we, we've basically seen what Dwight's trade value is very recently. It's Miles Plumlee. Um, they, they gave him away. There's no way it went up that much recently but I would say I think Batum could fit into that mold because you're basically talking about the same amount of money and he's a much more versatile player obviously even though he's not yeah. playing that great right now so I could see them you know if if they had to do something drastic um, and somebody had the the ways to to fit him into their uh, salary cap but let me let me preface or not preface because we've already had this conversation. Let me say that I don't think that they have to do anything drastic at this point. It's eight and twelve. It's very early. the 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 schedule does ease up very soon heading into the new year. Again, they've got ten out of their next sixteen, fifteen now at home. So they're going to get some home cooking where they've played very well. They'll get Kimball Walker back, if not tonight, then very soon. So. Not all hope is lost, but I did, I did find it interesting that the that the Heat and the, the people there on the Locked On Heat podcast were sort of in a similar boat that the Hornets are in in talking trade talk. So uh, I wanted to pose that to you. I also have this question: Have you ever have you ever just not tasted anything? Like I don't taste I don't taste anything right now. I, I zero. My taste buds have completely. Shut down. I think that's it's, what it, happens right before a stroke or something. It's taste blindness. Like I feel, um, yeah. I don't. I don't taste. You guys, you guys don't think. Uh, you know, I just don't think Lamb would have any trade value right now. I mean, with the, I, with the stuff he's doing okay, on offense, that's his, a name. his contract is is reasonable. 
I also think a guy that's been thrown around in years past around the trade deadline as a possibility. I mean, Marvin's getting up there in age, but if a team was looking to add, you know, a stretch four that could maybe hit a late game three here and there, I mean, it's possible. It's just tough, man. But if the Hornets, David, if the Hornets traded Jeremy Lamb (laughs) after all they've been through with Lamb and didn't get back maximum value if 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 i had one thought oh, about yeah, well they could have gotten yeah. more then i would be and i think people listening right now would be very disappointed because this has been such a oh, long process and to finally see yeah, yeah, yeah. the fruits of that labor no yeah i'm just talking value i'm just thinking about guys who may have some be attractive to other teams and that's certainly a guy yeah. that would be attractive in today's nba it's bleak it's really bleak i think we have and, and this has always been the story with the, the Hornets. I mean, for the last, I don't know, however long. It's like, all our good, when we had Big Al as our best player, it's like, what's he worth? Not much. We just don't have, and our picks, nobody really cares. Our first-round pick, an unprotected first, would have some value because they're like, you know, these guys, are, it's going to be the 11th pick. <laughs> it's going to be somewhere in that range if you're betting. And that's where these, like, these are the type of picks that people would love to jump on. These are the t- the ones that Boston keeps getting. Did you know? I've just realized this. Michael Carter Williams is this year that Philadelphia 76ers are getting the Lakers pick for Mike for that for that MCW trade. Wow, that's insane to me. That that's Michael Carter Williams is categorically the worst shooter in the NBA, He's shooting fifteen percent on two pointers, and, and they're going to get a top ten pick out of him from that one season. I can't relax my shoulders. I keep the. It's like this is affecting me physiologically. Wow, what's going on? Physiologically, something, something wrong at home, Doug? What's going it, on with you? It, can I make uh, one quick point about or just blowing the steam up thing? For P- please. Yeah. Um, as much as like like things are dire right now, as we have been saying. Um, but uh, again, let's let's kind of revisit our our point of history and understand that like. Either way, no matter whether this team starts well or starts poorly, it's it's typically never been indicative of how the season has ended up. I mean, I think at this point last year, this team was a few games over 500. They looked pretty good. We were talking like, oh, five, six seed, things like that. And then around January, maybe even before that, things really just started falling apart. And, you know, we ended with third beat wins. So, you know, it, it's I think often – it, this is a long season, and, and this one is particularly long. We were talking about that before we got before we went on on the air. Um, but um, let's let's you know. No, but that's see, that's my point though, yeah. Doug. That's my point, Nick, because it's it always ends the exact same. That's the point. It's yeah. gonna the pick's gonna be in the eleven to thirteen range. The well, even, the record's gonna be exactly the same. It's like this is the treadmill, and everybody else in the league can see it. Everybody talks about it all the time. They're like nobody cares about the horns because you know exactly where they're gonna be. They're completely fine being that seven eight. 9, 10, 11 yeah. range in the East. And they have to... <clears throat> hey! Great they, point have to, they have to stay healthy. I mean, that's the, that's to, the whole to thing. Get, they to have get to the be, 7. Their ceiling's the 7 seed. I think, well, I think if they had been healthy going into the season, they had a higher ceiling than the 7 seed. But it's like I mean, you can't they're, compete. They're, 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 three game, they're three games out of fifth right now to Nick's point. It's super early. But I hear what you're saying, Steve. I mean, it's frustrating it's to frustrating. be in the situation again when there were some expectations of being a little bit better to this point um, with Dwight coming in and, and the Monk addition in the draft and Bacon playing well early. So it's frustrating for fans to see that. And it's easy to get, you know, it's easy to get pissed off when you're watching these games against Toronto, when you're watching the collapse in the final stages against the Cavs again, 
it's just like the story keeps repeating itself. And how much more can you take? That's the thing. It's like they, say, we got to try something else. The injuries happen every year. We have major injuries every year. And there's and if one guy goes down, if one of our guys, if it's Batum, Kemba, it doesn't matter who it is. If it one of those matter. dudes, Cody, I feel like, like how Cody Zeller shouldn't be that important, but he is. I feel like Steve Bob has joined Gary V on the tequila train. <laughs> I mean, that's. I'm injecting heroin right now. Yeah, I mean, he's not actually he's not actually doing that for the legal. (laughs) That's called sarcasm for you Twitter fives. That's follow me, Gary Five on Twitter. Calm down. All right, we gotta go. We've been on we've been on the air forty minutes. Doug, I think Steve brings up a good point. I mean, that's a conversation we can have maybe at the quarter mark or the halfway mark. Like how this team was built. I mean, that's going to become under some serious scrutiny. Yeah. Certainly, if this season continues to go the way it is. And somebody's going to have to be held accountable because, look, the point guard situation is a disaster. We've seen that coming from a mile away. And the construction of this That's team the big thing. hasn't changed that much. The roster, I think we're not talking enough. We're talking so much about coaching and what coaching is is or isn't doing for this team. And, right. But we're not talking about the way Makeup. this roster was constructed and, and does that fit with with how this team needs to be coached. I think there's much more discussion to be had about that as we go on, but we're out of time for this one. Quick mention, buy our t-shirts. Buzz, we got the Buzz City Frazier shirt. We got the Buzz Mania shirt. Beautiful. Um, so make sure you're checking out those shirts on tpublic.com. Search for Locked on Hornets. There is a link in the description of this episode. A lot of thank yous to give out for this week. This has been a great fun Friday. Thanks to my panel, David, Nick, Steve. Uh, thanks. Shout out to Mike uh, for putting me through that uh, intense and, and horrible pain. Uh, David, you mentioned having that conversation at the halfway mark. Um, well, that's about where the chip is right now. It's about at the halfway mark. And uh, we got 50, 50% of the way to go. And this will all be over for me. Uh, but thank you so much for joining us here on this hashtag Fun Friday. <laughs> We'll be back next week with much more Hornets analysis, and uh, we're, we're going to try to get that uh, Pocky chip out to Nick Denning. And uh, yeah, he's, he's saying no right now, but his, but his heart's saying yes, yes. All right, thank you so much for listening to Locked On Hornets. Follow us on Twitter, at Locked On Hornets. Uh, we got a new website, LockedOnHornets.com. Go and check that out. We're going to get that ramped up starting on Monday. Nick Denning is going to be doing some writing for you on there, LockedOnHornets.com. It's part of the Fan Rag Sports Network, so we're excited. Uh, the, we- the website looks really great right now, and it's being uh, being updated. I think that's the most important part. So go check that out. Shoot us your Hornets questions and thoughts to buzzbuzz at LockedOnHornets.com. For the panel, I'm Doug saying, go Hornets, go America, let's swarm Charlotte. This one's for all the Dougaholics, the Lockdown Hornets podcast. What up next? And please subscribe, rate, and review or join our Patreon page. But I don't know what to do with those tossed LaCroix and scrambled LaCroix. Let's drink a LaCroix. Good night, Bus City. We love you.